So, election day is behind us. Election week is still going on in Arizona. But I have some thoughts, some meditations on some biblical principles regarding politics and our involvement in politics as Christians. We know and we say often that our hope and trust cannot be in princes. It must not be in princes. Our trust is in the Lord. He is our vindicator and our deliverer. And he is good to withhold from us the political victories that we might want, which might also cause our hearts to trust once again in princes. We see this happen over and over again in scripture where God raises up judgment on his people and they repent and they return to him. And then as soon as everything settles back down, they forget, they leave him. And so it is one of God's tender mercies that he puts us under tyrants to return us to our first love. And we should rejoice and thank him for that. None of this is to say that Christians should delight in political defeat, delight in the progress of tyranny, delight in the oppression of the innocent, the murder of babies, the mutilation of children and so on. No, we we should fight against that. We should fight against it with all of our might. But we have to keep it in its proper proper perspective. We have to realize that our political involvement is like the 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 colloquial finger in the dam where the dam is starting to break and we're putting a finger there to stop the water. And it's good. And the more godly people are putting their fingers in the leaks in the dam, the better. That is good. It is necessary. We should thank God for and ask God for and pray for those people. And we should aspire to be those people because we want our children to grow up free. We want to stop the progress of evil in our land. So we should support the Republican Party to some extent or another, because the Republican Party in general is more aligned with biblical values than the Democratic Party. But let's not get the cart before the horse. We have two errors here. On one side, you can can err on the side of basically rejecting political involvement, saying, well, the kingdom of Christ is not of this world, and so we shouldn't be involved with politics at all. Voting isn't, it doesn't really matter who you vote for. Um, it's, it's, Jesus doesn't really care about that stuff. That's not our job. Well, that's not true. Jesus cares about everything. Why would we stop short of caring for the poor and needy when it comes to the area of government? Why would we stop short of defending the rights of the innocent when it comes to the area of government? Why would we stop loving our brothers and sisters and making sure that they're able to live according to their conscience, and preach the gospel without being persecuted? Why would we stop short of that when it comes to the area of government? It makes no sense to say, well, Jesus doesn't care about about the political realm. Of course he does. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ. Matthew 28, 18. He owns it all. He's the king. So of course he speaks to that. But if you look at the story of Gideon in the book of Judges, chapter 6, you'll notice something very interesting. The story of Gideon happens in the context of judgment. God brings judgment on a rebellious Israel. Israel is, once again, forsaking God, and he puts them under political tyranny. He puts them under the rule of the Midianites. 
the Midianites are tyrannizing them. They're raiding them. They're stealing their stuff. Gideon is beating wheat in a wine press in order to hide from the Midianites because if they see him beating the wheat, they might come and swipe all of his wheat. So, does that sound familiar? Political oppression? Suffering? Economic difficulty? The rule of tyrants? Yeah, that sounds familiar to me. God brings that. God is the the orchestrator of that. He brings judgment on a rebellious people. What kind of rebellious people? The kind of rebellious people who have compromised with secularism. Who have embraced sin. Who have fudged on the true gospel and the full presentation and proclamation of the word of God. Who have left their first love. Who have sold their inheritance for a mess of American dream stew. That's what we have. In America, we're receiving a judgment that we are due. When we are ordaining female pastors and LGBT pastors, when we are sending our children to a government school that's going to teach them things that undermine the Christian worldview, when we are that casual about our religion about our faith, that we're willing to compromise on even the most basic tenets of Christian doctrine, it's no surprise that God would bring political judgment. And what does that require? That requires repentance. We often quote that verse, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. We quote that at political rallies and think, hey, so vote Republican. But that's not the point. Yes, do vote Republican. Amen. Put your finger in the dam, but realize the dam is still collapsing. The waters are still rising. So the ultimate question is not, how do we keep slapping stuff onto this dam to keep it from shattering? That, that, those are stopgaps. Political endeavors are stopgaps. The real question is, how do we get the dam to stop rising? And so when we have a disappointing election like we just saw in 2022, where, whether it's legitimate or not, the red wave that was expected became more of a red fizzle, maybe that's because of Democratic electioneering. Maybe it was voter fraud. It's quite possible. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. And by it doesn't really matter, I don't mean we shouldn't fight it. Absolutely. Fight voter fraud. Fight for honest elections. Keep running godly candidates. Keep voting. Keep involved. We should. But at the end of the day, those are all stopgaps. At the end of the day, a red wave would not fix it. Because we have decay, we have cancer, we have sin cancer, and the waters are rising. So you can put your fingers in the dam all you want. You can, you can pile sandbags up in preparation all you want. But the real question is, how, does, how do we stop the waters from rising? And what are these waters? They're the waters of sin, the waters of rebellion against God, the waters of rejection of the authority of Jesus Christ. Those are the waters that are rising in our land. Those are the waters of judgment. 
the waters that are begging for God to pour his wrath out upon this land. Now we have seen victories and we can thank God for the victories. This is not, that, that's the other extreme, right? We're not going to the extreme of God doesn't care about politics. None of the political victories matter. No, they do matter. We should be very grateful that Roe versus Wade was overturned. But we must also recognize that conservatism is a vapid hope. And that God in his mercy will not allow conservatism to save us lest we think, look, our might, the strength of our hands has has done this. Have we learned nothing from Gideon? God whittled Gideon and his men down to 300. Why? So that when they won, when the Midianites fled, the people would know it was because Yahweh acted on our behalf. So don't expect republicanism to win. Don't expect conservatism to win. It will not. It cannot. God will not bless a godless republicanism, a Christless conservatism with the victory. We will not be saved by any other name than the name of Jesus Christ. So what causes the waters to recede? What causes the fires to stop spreading? Politics is the finger in the dam. Politics is spraying water on the flames. But what stops the spread? What halts the wind that is blowing this wildfire of iniquity through the forests of America? Repentance. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The moving of the Holy Spirit. So if a defeat in 2022 is what it takes to cause us to repent, to cause us to... What will it take for us to work as hard at spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ? At winning the hearts of the lost? At showing the love of Jesus to our neighbors as we work at electioneering? As we work at getting our guy in office? Faith is difficult because our hearts are so ready to believe what we can see. And so reluctant to believe what we cannot see. So God shakes the kingdom that we can see. So that we will put our hope and our focus on the kingdom that cannot be shaken. Now again, this is not in any way decrying our involvement in politics as Christians. No, to the contrary. This is encouraging our involvement as Christians in everything. Seeing everything as being under the domain of Christ. But we can't get the cart before the horse. Or rather, we all too easily can get the cart before the horse. We should continue to be involved in politics just like in every other area of life. But don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when the red wave becomes a red fizzle. If that red wave is not nailed to the cross of Christ. If that red wave is not so enwrapped with the name of Jesus that it will be a proclamation of the glory of God when that red wave comes. That is the only red wave we should look for. Blood red. The color of the blood of Christ. That is the red wave that we should look for. Because until the name of Jesus is exalted, God will continue to bring our nation down. And rightly so. Because anything less is hope in princes. Anything less is look what our hands have done. If we look again at the story of Gideon. Judges chapter 6. We'll notice the progression. There's the tyranny and the judgment. And then God calls Gideon. And what does God call Gideon to do? Deliver his people? 
win a, win a great military victory? Restore political freedom? Yes. But not first. What does God call him to do first? First, God calls him to go and tear down the altar of Baal. His father's altar. So before God delivers his people politically, he delivers them spiritually. He calls for repentance. Gideon, before the 300 men, before the fleece tests, before the routing of Midian, Gideon is called to go and tear down the altar of Baal. And that is our calling as Christians. Yes, keep fighting the Midianites. Amen. Follow the leading of God as he leads you into politics. Don't don't act like it's polishing brass on a sinking ship. No, no. God calls us to fix the holes. So keep fixing those holes. But realize that God is in the process of making this ship new. Jesus is in the process of his reign, his position as the captain of the ship being fully realized. So that should make us excited and give us great hope in our political involvement. But we realize that the political involvement is secondary. It is it is a fruit of the root issue, which is the lordship of Jesus Christ. So, Tear down the altars of Baal. Teach your kids the word of God. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Don't be overly disappointed. It's okay to be disappointed. Yeah, it was disappointing. I was hoping for a red wave, a Republican wave. Why? Because salvation comes through the name of Republicans? No. May it never be. But because at least Republicans know what boys and girls are. That's a good thing. We should vote for people who knows what a boy is and who knows what a girl is. But at the end of the day, salvation comes through Jesus Christ. So keep on fighting the Midianites, but start with the altars of Baal. How has Baal gotten into your home, into your heart? What do your children love? Who in your community has God set before you that you can love, that you can invest in, that you can be a part of showing Christ to? Start there. Tear down those altars of Baal and keep on. Start there doesn't mean, it doesn't mean don't be involved in politics. No, keep on fighting in the political realm. But realize what you're fighting for right now, that you're fighting for holding back the dam. You're fighting for keeping it from all falling apart. And that's good. Keep fighting for that. But realize that what we have to be fighting for all the more, with even more zeal, with even more passion and focus, is to cause the waters to recede. And that only comes through the advancement of the gospel of Christ. So we have to pray, pray and fast and pray and fast for a moving of the spirit of God. That the people of our nation would fall on their face and cry out to God. When that happens, then election fraud stops. When that happens, then abortion stops. When that happens, LGBTQ confusion is beaten back. Not not just held back. And it's good that we keep trying to hold it back. And we should keep trying to hold it back because, because we care about justice. Because we care about the innocent. Because we love what God tells us to love. And we defend what God tells us to defend. But nevertheless, actual victory, actual progress, the scattering of the Midianites, 
that happens after we tear down the altars of Baal and then we cry out to God in repentance. That's where it starts. So what are you going to watch on TV tonight? What are your kids listening to? How's your marriage? How's your relationship with your neighbors? What are, what are your business practices like? Are we proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in every area of life? Politics included. So that when the revival comes, it is the right kind of revival. So that the waters are actually pushed back. So that the gates of hell crumble instead of simply we maintain our position in the skirmish. That's what we're called to do. Be content with nothing less. There is no other salvation. There is no other victory than that which can be won through the name of Jesus Christ. So don't pull up short. Keep on fighting those political battles, but don't be content with political victory. If a red wave would make us happy, would make us content, and we would be good to go now, our nation's back on track, then God is so, so good not to give us that. Because we cannot be content with anything less than the exaltation of Jesus Christ in this land. And until that happens, until God sends revival and a great awakening, we will only be holding back the waters of sin and depravity and iniquity and justly deserved wrath of God. So let us pray and fight to that end. Let us tear down the altars of Baal and continue to stand strong and to keep our fingers in that dam until God brings an awakening. Let's just not forget that that's what we're praying for. Let's just not forget that our political efforts are a stopgap as we pray and work for revival, for reformation, for a great awakening.